based on kind of what you talked about, it sounds maybe a little bit the foundational piece is that communication piece. Is that what you're leaning at? Um, the foundational piece that my husband and I have actually kind of come to the conclusion is that we have to be good hmm. within ourselves. Because yeah. if my husband isn't good and I'm not good, then we're relying on each other for support. And mm -hmm. how can we possibly support each other if we're neither of us are good? <laughs> 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 and so even though the communication is great, how am I supposed to communicate to him what I need mm. when I don't even know that within myself? What's up, everyone? One half of the host of the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. This is Scott Brandt coming to you. Uh, with this episode, we had that little ear nugget that came on before this. And within this episode, myself and Miriam had a special co-host come onto the show, Lauren Chesmore. And she had spoken about something that maybe a lot of us haven't really considered or thought about. When you look at the Journey Beyond Divorce, you have the situation that you've accumulated a lot of different things on the journey prior to the divorce. And maybe you're looking and wondering, how can I get through the chaos that is around me potentially to help give clarity to my situation? And so Lauren gives some different perspectives to chew on, some different perspectives to really think about that, like I said, we may not truly consider. And so we were grateful that she was able to come on the show, talk with us, share her journey, and give a couple different uh, very powerful nuggets that we need to really consider going forward, coming from her relationship with her husband. And it's things that myself and Miriam have spoken on many, many times. So, of course, thank you guys for your time. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your journey. If you are a new listener that's just checking out the, uh, the pod, Thank you for your time. Hopefully this is of value to you. Hopefully you find information and tools that myself and Miriam have gone through and are sharing with you. All we ask is if you do find value in the pod to rate, review, share, like the podcast. That allows us to grow and continue to provide content to you, our family. And also we do have a setup that if you would like to provide a monthly contribution, we do have that set up also, which allows us to continue to provide the content to you, our family. But again, thank you guys for your time. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your journey. Share what we've utilized to overcome and get to where we're at on our journey. Enjoy the episode and we look forward to continue to serve you, our family. So we have to start all over. No, no, no. Thank you, Amy, for that. Um, <laughs> She had brought up the sound, so is it good now? Yes, no, maybe so. Um, I forgot to flip it over because we're using a new uh, camera here. So uh, just in, in regards, just talking a little bit with the aspect that Lauren specializes. It, thank you for that, thank Amy. You. Yep. So the whole conversation, uh, Scott Brandt. Miriam Wilson. Lauren Chester, yep. And so uh, just talking in regards a little bit of something that a lot of times when you go through the journey beyond divorce and maybe some of that Lauren specializes in, that isn't really considered. I know I've got a couple of boxes that still have not been opened and I don't know what's in there. So Right, really? After two years? Yeah, just moving in and out. Like, I, once things go in a box, I'm like, I don't care. So it may just go, the whole box may go through Goodwill. Just hopefully there's nothing in there that... Somebody may not want to have. Have like your mom or something go through it for you. Would uh, she I'll know? Do it. Okay. I'll do it. Right. 
<laughs> so she'll go through your junk. Yeah. Like, well, it's nothing new. <laughs> no, I appreciate. I appreciate that. So, um, but also, you had talked in regards that this year has been kind of tough for you and your husband. Yes. Um, and I thought that was kind of something that was unique that you had talked about that, and then coming on here, that may be something that somebody may be going through something similar that you guys went through. And kind of what you did to get back on track or whatever you did to yes. get back to coming together, what whatever you'd call it. Um, so I thought that was very special in regards to you coming on and yeah. going through that potentially. I would love to talk about that. So for my husband and I, I think the thing that we've learned is that most healthy relationships, they go through ebbs and flows. So there's going to be times of discontent and there's going to be times of repair and there's going to be times of content. So these are the three main stages of relationships. And I think in our society, particularly, we have been taught that we have to be good all the time. And this is not a real thing. This is, and if somebody tells you that they're good all the time, particularly during a pandemic, mm. they are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and that's just, that's natural. You know, the moon causes the waves, right? There's going to be ebbs and flows and everything. And learning how to go from, you know, discontent to repair is I think the part of relationships that my my husband and I were, have worked on our entire relationship, but this year was definitely mm. stressful. And I think that a lot of people kind of were shown a lot of different demons of their own mm -hmm. this year because we were kind of forced to stop and deal with them instead of keeping ourselves really busy. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing, but yeah. the things that we kind of went through is, you know, learning to deal with our own traumas, learning to deal with our coping mechanisms that mm -hmm. didn't involve alcohol mm. or spending on Amazon, which don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Girl, there, not, were, there was some 2 a.m. shopping for me at some time. <laughs> I'm I'll make myself feel better one way. <laughs> I just need this gigantic thing for the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make me feel better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to give a shout out to Mike Chavez. He's a good friend of mine. He's uh, checking in, saying, "What's up, guys? What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike?" Um, but I think I thought he was asking a question. What's good, guys? I yeah. thought it was like, "What good guys?" I'm like, "What is he talking? Like, what <laughs> are we talking about?" <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I read that. It's really hard. It's very tiny, and apparently my eyes need to be checked. When do you have glasses? I have contacts. Okay, yeah, you need new contacts. But that's tiny. Well, when it pops up on the screen, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in regards with the the whole of the exposing of potential demons and whatnot, and I've heard that a lot of people have this issue now with COVID being together in the same house that you're not normally used to being around each other that much. Yes, um, a lot of people stress out. So, based on kind of what you talked about, it sounds maybe a little bit the foundational piece is that communication piece. Is that what you're leaning at? Um, the foundational piece that my husband and I have actually kind of come to the conclusion is that we have to be good mm. within ourselves. Yeah. Because if my husband isn't good and I'm not good, then we're relying on each other for support. And mm -hmm. how can we possibly support each other if we're neither of us are good? <laughs> <laughs> And so even though the communication is great, how am I supposed to communicate to him what I need mm. when I don't even know that within myself? Yeah. And I think that's where in COVID, you know, we kind of like nobody knew what we needed because nobody had, there was so much unknown. Mm. So then people are trying to cope 
with the unknown and being okay within themselves in this new life and then trying to support friends mm. and family and loved ones without actually being around friends and family and loved ones. Yeah. So then how did you figure out what you needed? Uh, we went to marriage counseling. Okay. <laughs> we found a marriage counselor. We went to individual counseling. Um, uh, the individual counseling was way more beneficial than the marriage counseling. She gave us some great, and I'm not saying that she wasn't amazing. She was amazing. Right. However, it really, she kept piggybacking off of what we were learning from our counselors. So my counselor deals with, um, she's also an ADHD coach as well. So she helps me deal with my ADHD tendencies. Hmm. And then she also helped my husband understand what it's like to live with somebody with ADHD, which was really beneficial because we're different. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, the unique thing that it's for humans. We're all different. Um, and that's where accepting the quirkiness of each of us when you're in a relationship, you've got to accept that because if you get in like dating, you're like, oh, that's so cute. They're always late. And then like you get married and you're like, you're always 15 like, minutes oh late. Oh my gosh. If you won't be on time, I will not. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those unique things that like you get in a relationship and you got to look and say, okay, this is who you are. These flaws, if it's going to last, then yeah, I got to accept those. Um, if you can work on it, that's something that you have to do. Well, and one other thing is making that, you know, deal breaker thing. Like if it really makes you mad, if yeah. someone's late, don't get with someone who is habitually mm. late because right. eventually it's going to come to that point where like, I hate this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't accept them because of that issue. And, mm. it's gonna be right. hard. and then we had uh, Amy that said 2020, the year stress. Um, so yeah. stress is one of those things that depends on how you look at it because stress can come into play of, is it scary and do I need to run? Is it something that I got to fight against or is it something that I got to freeze? Um, those are three ultimate aspects of what your body does. So, and then Danielle McCarthy said exactly Lauren Chessmore. And I think she's talking about in regards of finding out who you are working on your individual self. I don't know if that's exactly what she means, but that's what <laughs> Danielle put on here. Yeah. I can't read it either. Yeah, so, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. I thought that up and then, uh, don't, don't worry. Okay. I got you guys. So, um, but I think, uh, it's just one of those unique things that you guys recognize that you're working on it. Um, because I think a lot of people get into the relationship and they're like, screw this, I'm done. Um, it's not as easy as I thought it was. I'm going to kick it to the curb. It's a broken cell phone. Let me go pull Apple and get a new model every two years and whatnot, as Apple likes to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there was a great book that we she gave to us. Um, it's called Married to Distraction. Hmm. And it's phenomenal, I think, for anybody. So it, it talks about living in an age of distraction, which we live in right now. Right. And also the different, um, like there's typically two people in a relationship and one is the distracted person and one is the organized person. <laughs> Guess which one I am? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually the distracted person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, um, no, I'm the organized person. I just get distracted. My husband's the distracted personality, right? Mm. So if once you read this book, one, it talks about being in an age of distraction where we're constantly being distracted mm. by social media, emails, the television, things of that nature, and then still trying to bond with somebody mm -hmm. and then understanding what kind of personality type you are and mm. how the other person thinks. And then being able to work together. Like if you know that your husband is going to be late, you know, then schedule things earlier because you already know that that pattern is right. already going to be there or different 
they has a lot of tools. So that book, uh, Married to Distraction, is fabulous, especially for right now. Okay. Do you know who the author of that, of that book is? I can totally look it up on my Audible. Okay, cool. cool. That <laughs> well, way, I can Google it. Yeah. Well, like, that way we can put it in there. Um, yeah. And if anybody's interested in it, we'll put an Amazon affiliate link. Uh, and then you guys can go check it out if you want to. So, um, But like I do with everybody, and this is on that we run with, um, it's called Poddex. So this is a tool that I have. So anybody that's watching that does podcasting, broadcasting, lives, uh, married to distraction. Edward Howell. Edward Howell. Edward Howell. Hallowell. 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 Okay. I like that last last name. <laughs> I know. So what we have is uh, the pod decks. Um, and so they're different decks of cards. We draw a card. And so if you're doing something with podcasting, live streaming, anything of this, these are great tools. Um, it uh, kind of opens up a different doorway with questions that are asked that normally aren't asked. Um, and so it's a unique perspective here. So I've got the first deck. It's our interview deck. And if anybody is looking to get this tool, go to poddex.com. I've got a discount code that you can utilize for 10% off of your first purchase. It's let's go to six and I'll annotate it. Looks, it sounds like Cooper's upset uh, right yeah. now. I'll annotate that in the show notes if anybody wants to check it out and whatnot. So um, you want to draw a card? I'm going to draw a card. Are we going to let Lauren draw the card? It, it's the same one we've well, used before. We're okay. not using it. We're going to use decision it. made. Oh my God. Executive okay. decision. All right. What will people look back at? Oh, what will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by? Like this year? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what. What what do you think people are going to look back at in 50 years and be like, man, I can't believe they did that. The way that we handled climate change. <laughs> I can see that. Um, that fanny packs came back. Yeah, a crossbody, which right. also defeats them being called a fanny pack. <laughs> right. It's a chest pack. It, I was thinking with a different word. Ryan with fanny. I'm sorry, but if <laughs> I... But you know, Fanny, so this is the thing. Fanny is a bad word over in England. Oh, yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Fanny? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's just <laughs> like... God, they don't want to hear me talk normally. Oh, well, yeah, it would be bad. Would... Oh, people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by. I would probably say, well, then again, with social media and everything that's going on, it's going to expand, but I think the way social media like really is a factor that divides people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the thing, like social media, I look at it, it's an opportunity for us as individuals to spread positivity and kind of cut through all the negativity and all the shit that's out there right now, but people really don't utilize it like it should. Um, so that's one of those scary things. But for me, that's, I use the platform to really try to spread a message of positivity. And if shit's going wrong for me, I'll go on there and share it because we're not perfect. No. Right. Oh, so. absolutely. But, and so with the professional organization that you do for individuals, um, what got you into that? And then what's your experience when looking at in that realm of working with people that are divorced? So what got me into it was I was diagnosed with ADHD and, uh, I really wanted to figure out how to get on top of my executive functions because medicine can only take you so far. The rest of it is habit creation. Mm -hmm. So I dove so 13 years ago, over the last 13 years, I have dove into 
um, productivity, organization, everything along those lines in order to be able to try and work against the low dopamine and low executive functions that my own brain has. Mm. And so in that, I think I almost kind of swung from one side of the pendulum to the other and just became hyper organized. And it wasn't until October, I think this week, last year, um, if memory serves, either this week or next week, I had four friends who didn't know each other all tell me that I should be a professional organizer in one week. That's funny. And I was like... So by like two or three, I was like, okay, okay, okay. okay. Like I get it, I get it, I hear you. I hear you. I'm listening. And so I chose, I decided to um, start my business. And ever since it's been, I've been so blessed. Um, I've worked with a lot of friends that have gone through divorces. And I've also worked with many clients that have gone through divorces. And the one thing that I have found is that Again, if you read Married to Distraction, there's usually an organized person and then there's usually or like a planner, as I Mm. think of what he calls them, and then a disorganized person. And it's the disorganized person that calls me because they've been with somebody who's kind of set up systems in their life. And now they're not with that person anymore. And now they have the things maybe somewhere and they want and they They want a new start. They Mm -hmm. want to feel like they can do all this stuff on their own, which is true, but they've kind of almost relied on that other person for part of their life. Mm -hmm. And now they have to kind of pick back up. Mm. And so I always talk to people about the balls they have in the air and like some balls are lead and you have to hand those off to other people. Right. Well, now they've all of a sudden gotten those balls back Uh, and now they're trying to juggle them and they just need somebody to help them help them get some momentum to get them back up in the air so they don't become lead balls. And so that's where organization comes in and productivity coaching is that I can come in and create simple systems for them that are easy to follow. And then they can come back to me later and say, okay, these are working great. Let's build on these. Right. And then we can build on those or even just like the, weight being lifted off of just setting up somebody's home. Hmm. Like their kit, typically it's a kitchen Typically, I'm asked to come and do a kitchen or an office. Those are the two areas that I find that most divorcees are just overwhelmed with and they need help with in their new space. And so just creating that new space for them as well, where they can come home and they're not overwhelmed by everything else that's going on in their life. Like their home is now a sanctuary to where they can work through a lot of the emotional part of going through a divorce. Right. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> Makes my job so lame. I'm no, kidding. no, I'm just kidding. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I think you guys would work well together because you do clean homes, and so I don't know how many people you come across that are looking for Lauren's services. I don't know because sometimes they just go, "Okay, bye," and they leave. Mm. So I don't really get a chance to really talk to them because um, some people are just that one-time customer, mm-hmm. and then some people want it like constantly. So yeah. it, it really depends, to be honest. Uh, and you're usually here too, like, and it's one of these things that I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around because I still, I get into some other crazy stuff. Um, but like what? people talk about, <laughs> people talk about like a, a space that's not organized and cluttered makes it very hard to work in. Yes. Um, why is that? That's because of, um, like object permanence for people who have ADHD. So object permanence is if you can't find it, you forget about it. Mm. And so if you can't find the piece of paper you're supposed to be working on, 
you're not going to get it done. Um, <laughs> right? Like how many times have we bought the, you know, the spinach and put the spinach in the drawer in the refrigerator and then open the refrigerator drawer a week later and oh, then like, yeah. oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was supposed to use that. Oh, I don't know. I, I just, every time I grab lettuce, I'm like, all right, come home to die with me. Like I, yeah. like, I was <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And typically it's because we put it in a drawer and tuck it away right. and you forget about it because you don't see it. Because that's usually what happens. You forget about it and then you open, like she yeah. said, you open the drawer and you go, shit, I was supposed to make a salad. Yeah, I was supposed to do that. That's thing. when you just get the pre-packaged salad and it's a lot less that so you have to worry about. Better go check on Cooper. He needs his mom. mom. <laughs> needs a butt spanking. That's what he needs. <laughs> okay. Man, man. So uh, with what you've done, what has been the worst situation that you've come across? And uh, what's been the worst situation if you come across it for somebody that's gone through a divorce? As in like the worst. I mean, I, here's the thing is I don't feel like any situation that I've been in okay. or anyone's house that I've ever been in has been the worst necessarily. I have found that I have found things to be more densely packed than others. Got it. Um, but at any time that I come into a client's house, you know, one, there's many opportunities for oh, nicely done buddy. Um, there's, there's so much, so many solutions. And so, I don't feel like there's anything that's the worst. I mean, it just depends on how densely packed. Yeah. I'm the square footage of the area that I'm working on. So, like this last week, we did a two car garage floor to ceiling. Oh, okay. And oh, geez, I bet the garages are the worst. They're so fun. There's so much like you. There's so see. This is why I do what I do. Like, there's so many like possibilities of things that you can find. We found. I found a David Bowie record, 45 yes. in the wrapper. Man. It came with a poster, right? And they were like, "Yeah, you can totally keep it." And I was just like, "I." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you get people a lot of times saying like, here, do you want any of this? And then, well, yeah. And that's where like, I usually take items to the, my charities that I work with specifically. Okay, that was that's why we always say like, who could you bless with your mess? Because yeah. we want to make sure that the items oh, go straight cool. back into the, I did, I did the same thing. <laughs> like a... The moms are trying, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Dad just watched the like, you okay? Yep. You ain't broken. Oh, no emotion over here. I was like, all right, cool. But the thing that I've noticed the most is that the moment you clean a space or organize a space for a client, they all of a sudden, like, there's a lot of clarity. And so it doesn't matter if it's a workspace or if it's your garage, which typically ends up being a workspace, or your kitchen, which also typically ends up being a workspace, right? As long as you start getting systems in place and you use, there's a French word called mise en place. Oh, okay. And it's the concept of, say you're baking bread and you pull out all the ingredients on the counter. So that way you can just put everything together. It's just, it's easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is mise en place. It is to put everything in order. And that is what we do. We oh, okay. just put everything in order. So that way you can just continue going about your life. Hey, no, sir. No, sir. It's all good. Start. Sorry. <laughs> Good thing. Don't hit that. Kids are all over the place sometimes. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, no, I think that's interesting. And then I know there's a big lady 
that deals with like a Chinese type of method with organization. And yeah, it's like the whole chi thing. thing. Yeah, Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Yeah. She has, so what Marie Kondo does is she really talks about your like emotional relationship with items. And if they don't bring you joy, to just get rid of, get rid of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important for our culture particularly, because I think sometimes we keep items that we don't need, and then we have all this time and stress and energy and money spent on them when we really didn't even need to spend all of those resources on those items to begin with. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I love about Marie Kondo. And then she also just, I think she does do some feng shui. Feng shui. Feng shui. Feng shui. There yeah. it is. Thank you. I was like, I knew, I know I'm saying this. The organization <laughs> of things to be in a proper place and have yes. proper flow. flow and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and then the funny, we've talked about this a little bit. You've got parents that get pregnant, have new kids coming in and they're like, I got to get all the high end stuff. Yeah. And I look back when I had my kids and I was, I look back and I was like, why do we spend money on a crib mm -hmm. that they're going to outgrow? Um, and so you've got kids, so you understand that experience. So um, the aspect of yeah. like the whole thing with kids and <laughs> getting new stuff. Um, what's your outlook on that? And when it comes to like the organization piece? I think for first and foremost, we have to realize that we live in the United States of America where we are highly, highly, highly marketed to. Mm. So I think there are certain things that you're going to need. A car seat? Yes. Yeah. Buy that new. Maybe a stroller, but for every single kid, my husband and I, we bought everything in gray. That way it was gender neutral. Okay. Um, luckily, we were able to space out of our car seats to where as soon as my daughter outgrew it, it expired. So that was like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why do car seats expire? Not like milk. I'm confused. I think the plastic starts breaking down in them Especially or something along those ways yeah. and or like the styrofoam. I don't know. Or it's also marketing and now it's a law. So we mm -hmm. have, I mean, there's that. Of course. Um, anyway. And so I think that the minimalist look at it is that, yes, are there going to be things that you're going to want to buy when it comes to your children? Yes. Do you need to buy everything? No. Yeah. See, I always no. get my stuff at the ARC or mm -hmm. Goodwill or on Facebook Marketplace mm -hmm. or yeah. because again, he's going to grow out of it. So why spend $25 on one outfit when I can get a whole bag for of outfits 40. for 20 Yeah, right. or even like, 25 if you score. I, I had yeah, this one lady, like this entire trash bag full of this month's clothes, 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. like, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. <laughs> hold it. Hold it. I know. That's how we <laughs> feel too. Plus then that way, like if I spend all the, if I spend 25 bucks on a huge thing of clothes right mm. then we, when we do family photos i can be like i can splurge on that right. one outfit for that one photo right. <laughs> yeah the bathroom door open yeah why oh this is my answer <laughs> good arm just make sure you know I know. He's, he's back there. He's in locked the, himself in that bag. It's all good. Before. All right. So we'll go with the next deck. Uh, okay. Would you rather? Okay. I'll just say joy. Thank you. <laughs> Eat a whole bag of marshmallows or a whole jar of peanut butter at once. <laughs> oh, my marshmallows. Because I, I, I would hate after a while that thickness of the peanut butter. At least the marshmallows are light and fluffy. 
Not gonna lie, I've done both of these. <laughs> I haven't done a whole thing of marshmallows, but I have done a whole thing of peanut butter. Really? Because after oh, a while, you just it, it's like it's you don't like notice. Ice cream. Yeah. See, I can't do that. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I mean, I could do either. So I guess it depends on my mood. Am I sweet or am I salty? <laughs> I think probably, uh, but if you eat all the whole jar of peanut butter, though, that's a lot of protein and that's a lot of fat that's inside. But then sugar is all in that marshmallow, so. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least I'll get stuff done maybe i'll stay up all night organize all my stuff <laughs> oh you're on crack <laughs> what i mean i was gonna say cocaine but you know isn't that the bit. same thing is it crack I cocaine don't yeah. I don't know. so crack that is mixed drugs. with baking soda and cocaine oh man Sometimes. oh see Just good times like, so there's a difference there's a slight difference <laughs> uh He's testing you. He's like, watch this, mom. People are like, how do you keep your girlish figure? How did you lose yep, so much weight? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, for for yourself, Lauren, uh, when it comes to what you're doing with your business and whatnot, um, is there anybody specifically that you enjoy assisting anybody that you enjoy helping? I enjoy helping anybody that's overwhelmed, uh, no matter what it might be in your life, whether it's a divorce, it's a move, a family member has passed away, you just really want to go through your house and do the home edit because you watched it on Netflix mm. and now you want everything to be in rainbow order. Um, anybody along those lines, I, I just, think about the whole family member passing away oh, and yeah. then you got to go through all of their stuff and it's emotional. Is that one of the hardest ones that, to kind of mm -hmm. deal with? Yes, it takes a little bit more time where with somebody's like really motivated with their own stuff, they're able to make those splits like right. Or oh, the yeah. people in a divorce that are over it, they're like, no, take that away. Yeah, you know where to put that. Right. right? Um, <laughs> however, when somebody passes, especially if it's like relatively new, like with, you know, there hasn't been a ton of grieving, mm. they're going to want to sit and think about the items and they put more thought into those items. Yeah. So it can take a little bit longer only because we do not want those people to feel rushed and we want them to be able to take the time that they need to grieve over the person yeah. and the items that they're making decisions over. Cause I would hate for them to come back and be like, I really wish I wouldn't have donated fill in the blank. Or I really wish I would have kept. That's what I was wondering like how much that they go, you know what? No, never mind. Can I, can I not yeah. and give that away? And they? then they do. And then it's never like, I never do the one touch. I mean, like, I love the idea. However, I don't What's like the enforce one it. That's where you like, you touch it once uh, and then okay. it's done. Oh. Like, and you can't, it's now, it's forever. Like, yeah. no, this is your loved one's items. I'm not going to be like, no. <laughs> yeah. What's the most unique approach when it comes to organizing? The most unique approach? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different standards to how you organize and who you organize for. I think that that might, might be the most unique is that the way you organize, like say I come to your house, it's going to be different than I organize your house. Right. right? And so I, I personally organize based on each family's needs. And that's what's part of the like consultation is understanding systems that already work versus systems that don't work and how we can best set you specifically up for success. 
okay. if somebody's neurodiverse we can work with that if somebody um, is neurotypical we can work with you too if there's trauma involved like these are all different factors that you have to take into mind when it comes to creating an organized space are there children the door shut <laughs> He's not happy. <laughs> this is imperfect action. This is what I love about doing this. So it's like there's nothing that's self-accurate. So. Um, yeah. But when you look at the organization piece and things that people may deal with when they're dealing with a large amount of whatever they may have, um, like the divorce aspects, do you think there's a potential way that people can kind of go through the process? to help with the organization process for the end. Um, if there is, what would you suggest maybe for somebody looking into? I would suggest that before you move, when you're packing items, you start thinking about which items and boxes would be the easiest for you to open and go through first and start numbering them. Oh, okay. oh, that's a good idea. And then that way you're gradually introducing harder items to go through hmm. little by little by little. And, and and then also keep in mind like what areas are you going to use first? Your kitchen items are probably going to be number one to go through, right? So you, those would be like one through eight, and then you would go on from there to probably bathroom items, right? And then it's all the like all of your other items are going to be towards the end, and then you enter or you sprinkle them in so that way it's a little bit easier. And all you have to do when you move is put everything where it needs to like up against the wall and just start working your way through the boxes. Oh, okay. And then it becomes a little bit more transactional and you're able to kind of. That's a good idea. I wish I had done that um, instead of randomly coming across something in a box because everything was kind of mixed in. Yeah. And then you get triggered with out of the blue. Hmm. Right. And you're like, where, Shit, you know, <laughs> And then, like, you could also write, like, you know, trigger or something, like, or put a star on the box that you like, know. Like, don't be drinking when opening this. Yeah, that is also a good, legitimately. Yeah. But no, but for real. So that's exactly <laughs> what happened. It was when I still had the house with my ex-husband, and we had this, or I had this box of all these notes or things that just we had together, or I just kept everything. Hmm. And there was drinking involved. I'm like, I'm going to go through it all and read it and then throw it away. Oh, my God. That was, I don't even know if you could say the biggest mistake, but a, a dumbass one. Because then it was like a wreck for a week. <laughs> so I wasn't ready. Yeah, but you learn from that. Yeah, don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> But then this way you would be able to actually kind of be like, okay, I'm emo I'm in a place emotionally where I think I could deal with that box. Instead of just all of a sudden being bombarded mm. by these things that are going to be triggering to you because you left. And I mean, and sometimes you don't have the luxury of taking the time. And I understand that. But if you have the luxury of taking the time, set yourself up, set future self up for success. So that way you can handle the items emotionally slowly. Oh, okay. Right. I think now I can go through anything, but yeah, I remember, even two months yeah. ago I couldn't. Well, I remember when you got you came across that wall hanging and how it kind of really had some emotional turmoil for you. Yeah, and it's weird because again, I don't know. Why do you say it was weird? Who, who said because, it? Was, well, it's just because I'm not like a sentimental person. Yeah. Um, so it was just odd for me that an item affected my emotion because I'm not mm -hmm. typically that way. 
Um, and some things will, like you might pack your boxes and you still will come across like random items, like a spoon for, and maybe it brings up a memory. And that's just how, you know, mm. grief works. It, it just random, it, random. I However, expect the whole box of letters <laughs> diving into that. I know. Trust me. I would have gotten a big old star on my box <laughs> for like later. <laughs> Friday should have just put like Roto. Daruna draw a flame on there and just said, set this whole box on fire. Well, it was one of those that you get at Hobby Lobby and said, love you to the moon and back. And yeah. You just put everything. It's like in a there. sentimental box. Like mm -hmm. that's the word I'm looking for. Um, Keepsake. Keepsake. Yeah. Yeah. I should have just burned the whole box. It's still in my storage for some reason. Well. We're in a burn band. Oh, yeah. So you're yeah. going to you're gonna have to go get a, a big old metal container and light it on fire and then make sure you have the top to shut it down real quick. <laughs> Crap, is there a burn band? Yeah. Like this happened like this whole time or like. It's been, yeah. Shit. <laughs> well, we went to my friend's house and we burned our um, Mushitakis. As she throws herself under the bus. <laughs> so I hope there was nothing that caught on fire because they're coming to find you. They don't know where I was. I'm not going to oh. tell them an address. Like, okay. I'll just say I may or may not have had all of my paperwork from when me and my ex purchased our house together. And I don't know why, but I wanted to set it all on fire when I got divorced. And then I finally got divorced. And then. Because that's part of the emotional cleansing. It is. That's why when... Then what was the tequila? That's just going to increase your, your emotional fills with it. Yeah. Uh, so you said you still have a box? I've got a couple boxes of that. Like when I moved out of the house to the apartment and I just never got opened up. So I don't know what's in there. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> so you know for a fact like it's stuff that you and your ex had together? I'm not for sure because there's okay, some, so you're not sure. Oh, I thought there's was, some like, okay. like okay. I was unpacking a box and I had pulled something out and there was a swimsuit bottom in there. No, it was my ex. I was like, how did this get in here? But okay, um, yeah, so that just went this, but yeah, it's like some random stuff because as you're clearing out, as I was clearing out, just grabbing stuff and throwing it in the box, um, yeah, who knows what slid up and went in the box with it. So it's true, mm -hmm. huh? Interesting. We find that a lot. Yeah, it's good times. It's very interesting. It's unique and just to see what what got dragged along. <laughs> okay. Here, you pick a card. I'll hold it. You pick. So we got what the heck deck now. So <laughs> when you were a kid, did you have any posters on your wall? If so, what? Uh, I had a couple. It was mainly uh, video game. Uh, posters and then of course sports athletes so nothing out of the norm and whatnot so my entire room from floor to ceiling was in sync except for one big blink 182 <laughs> in sync and like jonathan taylor thomas i'm like what is happening <laughs> all in sync and blink 182 I'm yeah, gonna, we're going to get a screenshot of that, and I'm going to have a video montage. What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. Yes. As long as there's, like, a heart, like a tiger meat heart that goes around Dino's JTT. 
Well, that's uh, so. I did a uh, I did a podcast yesterday with the guy that created these uh, pod decks. Oh, you and, did? Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's cool. He's here in the Springs. No, no, he's oh. uh, in the Midwest. I think he's in Ohio. But... Oh, so you did his? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. we did Zoom, and so um, that will be released. He was thinking probably the next couple weeks. It's that's the awesome. Twenty question pod podcast. Yeah, that's and cool. So one of the questions was. If you could do a duet with anybody, who would it be? And I'd be like Justin Timberlake. So oh. we got some JT, and I'm just like him and Jimmy Fallon. How they get into it, it's hilarious. Oh so. I love them together. Yeah. They are so like uh, Jimmy's okay. Like he's pretty decent as far as funny. He gets in my nerves when somebody laughs at his self sometimes. But you but, gotta laugh at yourself. But, Nobody else is gonna laugh at you. But yeah. not as much as he can. I'm just saying. But anyways. But when he's with JT, oh my god, I die. They're I like a myself. dream team. Well, have you seen the skip? They just have this like weird you know that they bounce off like, of the yeah. I love seeing them when they do the skit at summer camp. They've only done it twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that. that one's hilarious. It's uh, It gets a good laugh out of it and whatnot. But the other unique thing he had asked me, and he was going off of his app that I'm waiting for it to get released on Android, was in the last year, who's really inspired you? And so I gave a shout-out to Daniel McCarthy and then also talked about you and for what you're doing. So Aww. that's part of that episode. So when it gets released, we'll – I'll put it probably in as an extra episode within all of our episodes. Yeah, that'd so, be awesome. And share it. So I'll, I'll share the link. You can I was going to say, make sure you post it because I want to watch it. Well, I'm talking about yeah. for you. You can sign up with them and go do 20 questions. Okay. So cool. with the organization company, what's the company called? Clarity for Your Chaos. Okay. So how did you come up with that name? Um, I, I knew I wanted the words clarity and chaos. Like okay. I just knew that those were the two words that design that completely describe organization from start to finish Clair, you know, chaos and then clarity. And I just figured that that's what we bring to people's lives is a little bit of clarity for their chaos. So that's how I came up with the name. Um, and I just always liked the way that it kind of rang and, it had a lot of C's in it, which okay. my last name does too. So all my monogrammed everything works out well. What's it? Chess more. Chess more. Like, okay. I want to play more. Chess. Is there um? So is there any significant with the letter C then? Um, just my last name. Okay. Chess more. All right. I've heard uh, it was a rapper, Chameleon, that actually talked about the reason that he came up with his name was because of the letter C, um, and there's never an ending with the letter C. Um, so that's kind of how there is. Out. There's not an ending with an O. But I, well, I got backwards. Okay, whatever. Thanks for calling okay. me out. So, <laughs> sorry. But, no, you're good. You're good. I'm not gonna be all. Uh, I'll get home and cry, and I'll send you a, a crying face to you after, and be like, "Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot. I'm so sad." And then you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> You'll be like, "Suck it up." You'll be fine. Grow a pair. Grow a pair. <laughs> so, when now. Because I know you're real big because Leo Nunes has started the nonprofit challenge. Um, yes. And I have participated in that. And you've gone around and done different videos with different nonprofits that have been really near and dear to you. Yes. Um, so outside of your organization company, um, what is a big goal, big vision for you that you want to accomplish? Um, 
I would like to have a bigger impact on the nonprofits that are here in Colorado Springs. Okay. And I'm gonna cry because every time I talk about nonprofits, I cry. So I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's um, good. But um the biggest goal, I think, and I didn't even this wasn't even a thing when I first started my company, but it's kind of worked out to where I've been blessed enough to be able to support many nonprofits. And then just by supporting these nonprofits, I've come to realize just how much help they need. Mm -hmm. So even just um, yesterday, I was at Christmas Unlimited. And for those who don't know, the company has been around or the nonprofit has been around for 97 years. It was started in a kitchen by three women Mm. just making dolls. And they are one of the last nonprofits to do Christmas stuff in the Colorado Springs area. Four of them, including Bob Telemasi, have Mm. closed down. Ooh, man. So nonprofits are getting hit yeah. really, really oh, hard. I'm sure. And the need is going to be even more. Oh, absolutely. And for them, and here I am, like I'm the near and dear, and I'm a little Jewish girl who's like sad about <laughs> Christmas Unlimited because of yeah. the joy that it brings and the the weight it takes off of parents and all of everything that they yeah. do. They create magic in so many people's lives. And I just talking with them yesterday about the different ways that we can try and get more volunteers they desperately need volunteers so just so that way you understand they need at least 30 people in order to man one sh- one day hmm. for holy their holy cow and this year they're probably going to have to have be able to only serve less people because of covid hmm. Hmm. so with that they i offered i was like well we could do pop-ups like in schools and they're like awesome we need 30 people at each of those pop-ups right I know that's something next year because I've got 80,000 things going on in my life right now. Um, But definitely one of the things that I I wanted to do when I first started my business is find some sort of now that I have all this time and I can make my own schedule and Mm -hmm. I'm my own boss, I can do whatever I want. I wanted to find some sort of nonprofit or something that I could volunteer my time to kind of help. Because before working nine to five, you don't really have that flexibility you're sitting at a desk well for my profession i was sitting at a desk i was stuck there mm-hmm. nine to five or eight to five whatever it was and so mine was like seven to five thirty mm. oh, very long oh, hours yeah. i'm not a morning person like, I'm I'm <laughs> but yeah so that's i mean my biggest goal i feel like is i want my business to become big enough not only to create an exceptional work environment for my employees, but also for my employees to have the opportunity to give back as Mm -hmm. part of what they do Mm. for a living. I want the social impact of my business to really cast a really wide and intentional net. That's awesome. Uh, I know, I saw it again. I'm like, why do you have to keep these Durian, Durian is neither Durian nor Durian. Discuss. Discuss. I wouldn't even apologize um, because it's one of those things that's near and dear to you. So there's, there's no reason to apologize. And this is one of the big things that I talk to people. People apologize for, I'm sorry that I'm crying. I'm like, why are you crying? That's your emotional. That's my go to, too, though. But we're women. We've always been told to apologize for emotions. Uh, we got to get over that. Stable. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. Are we, though? Because, girl. <laughs> Shoot. I've had crazy dudes and I had crazy women. I'm like, how do we take Well, it's one of those things that I really am big on. Like, 
when people are like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, why are you apologizing? Yeah, no, um, why are you saying sorry? We need to switch at me. from sorry <laughs> to thank you. Right. Thank you for understanding my emotional response because it is so near and dear to my heart. Right. Right. And I think part of that, though, too, when I come with that viewpoint is really with what we're doing with the podcast mm -hmm. and connecting with people. Because after we had presented at One Million Cups, there was a lot of individuals that came up and talked to us and oh, talked about so their cool experience. Day. And I think it's just that permission that we were talking and being open about it. So people were like, OK, it's OK for me to be open. And I think that's the same thing here with we can't judge people and we've really got to get over this of I'm sorry, because when you're saying sorry for something that you're not really sorry for, you're giving up your power. Yeah. Um, and we're playing into these societal paradigms that have been stuffed in our head that we've really got to break down. Um, but that starts with the individual person mm -hmm. doing that work. And so yes. Patrick and I have talked about with two native sons. I don't know if it's going to be this book and maybe our next book, but I'm real big on talking. I want people to either love me or hate me. I'm at mm -hmm. the point where I don't want you playing this middle ground. And so Patrick, I did it live and Patrick titled it, love me or hate me. There's no in between. Um, so that's one of the big things that I'm drawn on is you either love me or hate me. Um, if you hate me, cool. You're not part of the mission that I need you on. If you love me, cool. Let's go. Um, but I'm not really worried about what you think and whatnot. <laughs> Look at that. It's actually, it's not bad. So is Patrick out here? No, he's. No. Uh, I'm supposed to meet with him after this. Yeah. So this was this funny thing yesterday because we met at Decadent. We were sitting down and talking, mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking to Patrick Massey that's going to be doing some of our design work for mm -hmm. some of our T-shirts. And uh, he asked Patrick, he's like, hey, do you have a drone? And Patrick Massey's like, no, I don't have one, but if somebody takes the shots, I'll do everything. Patrick calls me this morning. He's like, hey, you won't believe this, but he talks to somebody. Yeah. Somebody's like, hey, I've got this drone. I don't ever use it. If you'd like to, here you go. And I was like, there's things that are happening for us that are just falling in laps that we we speak. And I tell them, too, it's the fact that I think we're, we're speaking it, we're putting it out, but we're also doing the work. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people are like, this is what I want, and then they don't do anything. Um, right. So it's one of no, those big, sir. big things. So I we have that divine last... intervention really does come into play when you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yep. So we have the last deck here. Um, it's another interview deck. So it's just another set of questions. Would you rather go 30 days without your phone or your entire life without dessert? I could go my entire life without dessert. I could do both. I'm not a big sweet for I, I I will eat them. Yeah. But I will eat them. Like so my parents will always get some sort of dessert after dinner. And I never have done that. Yeah. My and poor kids. I don't have to have my phone. Well, for my business I do. I know for my business I do. Hmm. Like I feel like I'm on my phone. Ever since I became a small business owner, I'm on my phone more. Yeah. And I've had to even explain that to my husband. Like, I'm not just surfing Facebook. Right. Like, I'm actually working. And I'm doing work. But instead of being in front of a computer, I'm just on a tiny little computer. Yeah. And I'm right. doing it in the car. So I would go 30 days without the, the phone. Um, or actually, no, your entire life without dessert. Because, like, for me, my eating habits have really adjusted. Like, the phone is one of those things that's a tool for business and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I was listening to a radio, and they were talking about the fact that 42% er, of individuals will give up their, their spouse than their phone. 
Oh, no. I was like, what the? And then suddenly they said 40% of people would give up their dog or their animal for their phone. No. But then there were some people that said they would, they would, I think it was like 15% of people would give up their phone or would not take a vacation instead of giving up their phone. I was like, who's the, who are these people? I I wish when I go on vacation, I could leave my phone. I know. That's what I do. I will. I'll be like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. And then they had something in regards. It was like forty-seven for pre, uh, forty-seven for people. Forty-seven percent of people would give up sex than their phone. I was like, holy, uh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta We're find these people. Woo. Have you seen the social dilemma? No, I've heard spoken highly of it. Um, oh man, once you watch the social dilemma, you'll see why. Yeah. You'll see why, and then you'll be like, ooh, you sneaky. I see what oh, you're doing. they are so sneaky. Yeah. So sneaky. I mean, don't get me wrong. I utilize it, and it, I love the algorithms. And when I'm looking, you're about to get hit. Okay. Um, <laughs> like especially when I need something, I'm like, I need. Like I just talk to my like my. I'll be like, I need. I'm looking for something that does this, this, and this. And then I hope that one of the algorithms will pick that up, and then display to me what it is that I need. Oh my gosh! So many times I Google something, and then all of a sudden I'm scrolling through Facebook. I am freaked out right now because all these things are popping up. Well, that's uh, the joys that we're dealing with now, technology-wise. So, um, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you, Lauren, can you do anybody like outside anybody. of the state? Out. Okay. Um, I do virtual as well. So, if you're outside of the state, we would just do a Zoom, and I would be able to create plans. Uh, you would have to take measurements for me because I wouldn't be able to do right. it myself. And then we would be able to give you product recommendations as well as systems creations. And then you would just be the one to do the work, or you could always fly me to wherever you would like to fly. Me. <laughs> free trips, free trips. There we go. So, if people did want to make contact with you, how could they go about to contact? You as an individual. You can give us a call, 719-660-0678, or you can find us on the interwebs at all of the socials. So Clarity, the number for your chaos and Instagram, Facebook, Clarity for F-O-R, your chaos. Our email is Clarity, the the number for your chaos at gmail.com, and our website, www.clarityforyourchaos.com. Cool, cool. So awesome. I'll put that. In, I'll put that in the show notes, um, and then I'll probably update the the description for the video too, so that way awesome. people have that if they want to mm-hmm. reach out to you. Uh, but yeah, no, I greatly thank you for your time for jumping yeah. on here. Thank you for having me. I love watching your podcast when I can catch them. Sometimes <laughs> um, I'm with a client, so then when if I'm working yeah. like for a client, I'll just like listen in, and I just I love the content. I love the way that. Um, you really kind of put things in perspective, particularly for men. And it's, it's something that my husband and I have worked through a lot this year mm-hmm. and how you are helping to change the societal view into creating healthier men in general is admirable. And especially going through divorce, when you guys talk about this, you know, mm-hmm. I've never been through divorce, but I think being raw and honest with your journeys Mm-hmm. is really important. So I've actually referred people to watching this, like, hey, oh, this God. might be really therapeutic for you, you know. Um, and I think it's important because it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think that 
you know, a lot of people are worried, even for me, when my husband and I were, I mean, there was like a couple mm. of days, maybe more like a week and a half, <laughs> um, where I was like, I'm going to divorce. Mm. And I told my dad and it was, you know, that generation, it's not okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and we're told that it's not okay repeatedly. It, it, it is. If it's what's best for you and what your yeah. journey is going to be and you're going to be in your best place, I think it's really important for people to have the understanding that everything can still work out great. It's not the end of the world. And right. I love the fact that you're giving people that hope, particularly during one of the hardest seasons, I think, of everybody's lives. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's interesting. I have somebody that I'll talk to them, Dennis Moffitt, and it's just mm -hmm. the unique approach because he used to be a pastor. Um, and then some of the stuff that he talks about that I was like, holy shit, man. It's like stuff that gets blown out of proportion. Um, but this is the last thing that I want to talk about too. Um, and I may be on my own Island. Um, and I've talked to some people and some people see it. They kind of agree with it. Some people are like, no, you're, you're kind of on the right path here. Um, and so the big thing I, I tell individuals, um, is that you as the individual have to complete yourself, the spouse, your significant other, your partner, your friends, business partners, they're there to meant to compliment you they're not yes. meant there to complete you um but i look and i'm like because i saw my mom and she said something and she said heartbreak and something clicked and i was like oh i think i may be onto something i may be on my own island which if i am cool um but when she had talked about that i was like you know what i think a lot of us would have a lot less of the heartache um if we were in the mindset of i've got to complete myself i got to make myself happy and if that person does walk away, if they drift and they're like, I'm done with this, if this is an expired relationship, then at least if they happen to go that route, you're not having that emotional turmoil because if you're looking at them to complete you, it's like Avatar where you've taken a piece of them and stuffed that hole of whatever you're missing. And then if they walk away, it's ripped out of you. It's like an IV. Um, so I've brought this up and some people are like, I can kind of see that because you'll hear people at an older age that die of broken heart syndrome. Um, and I think a lot of times what happens too is people will end up getting into a relationship and then as they're going and progressing and whatnot, they kind of lose their identity. Mm -hmm. And then that whole relationship's wrapped up. So yeah. when you hear that, what is your outlook on that? What do you see? Am I on my own island or no, is that something? I think, I think that's exactly how it is. Like you need to be your own person. And then these people that you have, is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> There's no crying, so he's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, these people that you surround yourself with, you're intentionally building your tribe. And one of the things that I've read in my books is that if you think about it from a tribal state, a long time ago, we used to have very intimate tribes that we would rely on as women. We would be with the women taking care of the kids and we'd be able to talk to the men, you know, the men and we'd all be in small, tiny tribes or small. Right. And mm. and now all of a sudden we're so disconnected. We're far away from our parents. We're far away from our siblings. We're far away from our cousins and our other family members That's and friends. And now. <laughs> Well, but, but now we rely on that tribal support from our one particular spouse. Mm. So I think it's a combination of the fact that you need to be good within yourself because of how we live societally, but also you need to create a good structure around you that's going to support you. So that way all of your support isn't reliant on one person. There's still going to be some emotion. What are you laughing about? What happened? No, because I, I talk about this and people look at me like I'm crazy. 
Um, but it's that whole paradigm stuff that's really been stuffed in our head and what we've been told. Yes. Um, and so that's why I laugh. I'm like, this is funny. Um, and it's just a unique approach. But that's where it starts with. And I may get to the point where I'm on my own island and just. I think there's still going to be some emotion there. A little though. bit. But it I won't be think... as bad, though, if somebody is you're using them to complete you. Mm -hmm. So if you're not happy and you're making somebody else make you happy, um, it's like the whole aspect of happy wife, happy life. Um, one of those things that I've talked about. And I'm like, that's one of those things that I do not agree yeah. with. I think. I mean, I do believe that you do want to, you do things because you love that person and you want to make them happy. Yeah. Yes. And then the same should be done for you. Right. Um, however, I don't believe that your entire intent needs to be on pleasing that person because that does not make a happy life. Mm -hmm. You need to you will be not content. entirely please the other person. Exactly. Because that person wants to know that you're self-sufficient too. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I want my husband to go out and to do all of the things that he wants to do. If he right. wants to go hunting, go hunting. Go you want to, you know, go do the things, yeah. go enjoy time with your friends. Don't revolve your entire life around pleasing me because that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Well, you're in, I was always told, like my dad and I would talk about pretty much anything, um, that you're not going to get everything from one person, which is why God made family and friends. Yes. And, uh, children, you know, you get something different from each one. So having your own friends, your own life, your own Support. whatever. Because <laughs> again, you said you're not gonna, you're not gonna get everything from you your can. spouse, yeah. and you can't. No, because who's gonna? And that's a horrible requirement. Like, for my husband person. is not gonna talk me out. He's not gonna talk me out of getting bangs. He doesn't know. He's. <laughs> he's gonna be like sure good bangs sounds like a great idea where my girlfriends are gonna be like we've been over this multiple times you're not getting the bangs and you're Remember? like yes i am and you're like no we're gonna side sweep and they're like those aren't bangs like <laughs> these are conversations that like you get different perspectives right yeah. oh absolutely. you, you want to be around thing. people that you know motivate you in different aspects and i have friends that give me ideas and you know, I've, I have so many business acquaintances. I've told my husband, I was like, I've met so many amazing people, which is, yeah. I think, the favorite, my favorite part. And then getting to understand different people and the different ways that they support you and different ideas, like, that's what you want in your right. corner. And you can't get that solely from one person, no matter who that person is. Right. Oh, absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, no, um, it's one of those perspective pieces and whatnot, but... Again, thank you for your time. Thank you for jumping on with yeah. us. Um, we should have this up and out on Tuesday. I think that's kind of the launch date now for us because uh, especially recording on the weekends. Um, yeah, but that's my fault. It, uh, it, yep, it's Miriam's fault, as she says. So it we'll, we'll give it it's, to her. So. <laughs> but other than that, we will catch you guys next week. Um, thank you for your time. And if you find any value in this, share it with individuals. If you're on a platform that you can rate, review, share, and like, please do that for us. Um, and then if you have that value, share with other people. Um, that's ultimately how we're going to grow as a community and get this message out and really make impact in the world with individuals that are going on this journey beyond divorce. So thank you guys for your time. Yeah, you. bye. Tell bye. Bye. Say bye. Can you say bye? No, he's eating. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, he wants to piss bomb. <laughs> he wants to fist bump.